When you found chapter 6 of 2 Kings, say amen. All right, and let's look at verse 15 through 17. said, When the servant of the man of God was raised early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city about with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountains. The mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about. Elisha. I want you to let's take our neighbor by the hand and let's pray, Lord, open their eyes that they might see here tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm a praying that the blind will see here tonight. I'm praying, Lord God, that every eye will be open. Praying tonight, God, that every ear will be unstopped. I'm asking tonight for the will of God to be done here, O Lord. My Lord and my God, we're a needy people. We're in need of revival. We're in need of an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We're in need of strength, Lord God. We're in need, O God, tonight, and we pray in Jesus' name that your will now will be done. Find the powers of darkness that would hinder claiming victory through the precious blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. And everybody said Amen. Praise God. You may be seated if you will. Amen. I want to use this same thought. You need to take another look. Amen. You need to take another look. Now listen to me. Now you know when you lose your vision of who has called you the one that has redeemed you with his own blood, all that you're going to see is your enemy. I, I mean, that's it. When you lose your vision, your spiritual vision of who has saved you, who's delivered you, who has kept you, who has provided for you, when you lose sight of him, Brother Daniel, all you're going to see is your enemy. Amen. And all you're going to see is defeat and destruction and nothing else. That's all you're going to see when you lose sight of Him. Amen. You know that? And that's why I say to us tonight, while we're sitting here, there's a lot of needs in this building tonight. And we just need to go back and just take another look at who Jesus is. Amen. Who you serve? Who you put your trust in tonight? Is He able to take care of you? Amen. Is He able to keep you and keep you from falling and strengthening you tonight? That's why I want to deal with this again. Amen. Jesus tells us in the book of Mark, He said about Jesus said, and He could do there no mighty works save that He laid hands upon a few sick folks and healed them. And He marveled because of their unbelief. The reason there was so much unbelief there is because they did not know Him. 
They didn't know who he was. Amen. And in Matthew 13 says, And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Amen. Church, now we can say by this, or we can see by this, how that unbelief can stop the works of God. Amen. Here's Jesus, the King of glory. Here's Jesus, God wrapped up in the flesh. And the Bible said about Him that He did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Amen. Now you think about that. Here's God in the flesh. And the Bible tells us that He was limited in this place. In one place there it said that He did heal a few sick folks. And in another place there it said He didn't do any because of their unbelief. Now I want you to understand tonight what has brought on this unbelief and what has caused it to be like it is in our ranks and in our church. Blindness, a loss of vision of who Jesus is has brought on all this unbelief. That's all there is to it. Amen. We've lost our vision of who He is. Amen. I said we've lost our vision of who he is blindness, a loss of vision of who Jesus is. To see him as our all in all. To see him as our deliverer. As to see him as our healer. As to see him as our provider. When blindness sets in, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, we are in trouble. Amen. There's nothing going to be but defeat. Every time we open our mouth, it's going to be defeat. We're going to sing a sad song. There won't be no worship in our heart. There won't be no song on our lips. Why? It's because we've lost our vision. Amen. And where there is no vision of who He is, the people are defeated. That's right. Where there is no no vision of who He is, the people are defeated. That's right. You you can hear people today and it seems like that the church just seems like to me that it's eat up with folks without a vision of who Jesus is. How are you doing today? I'm telling you what, sometime, I'm sorry that I've even bothered to ask them, amen. It's nothing but a sad song. And you pick up the phone, you call somebody. Brother, it's defeat on this hand and defeat on that hand. If it's not defeat now, they're looking at it coming down the road, amen. I mean, they see it coming, amen. And they go to saying, well, here it comes, amen. And they begin to prepare their self for defeat. Sister Matthews, there's not but one reason that it's like that. Brother, they've lost sight of who Jesus is. Amen. We remember when Peter was in that boat and that storm was raging. And Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And the Lord said to Peter, come on, Peter. And he got out of that boat and he started walking across that water. I believe when he got out, brother, he got his eyes on Jesus. And I believe he kept his eyes on Jesus. He was walking across. He was doing fine. Amen. He just kept his eyes on the master. But all of a sudden, maybe out over here to corner this eye, he got a, a, a sort of a glimpse of a breaker over there. And he looked over there and he saw them ground swells. He thought, oh my, them things is really high. And then he began to look around. And the Bible said he got his eyes on the storm. Amen. You know what happened to him? He lost sight of his Savior. And when he lost sight of his Savior, there wasn't but one place to go. And that's down. Amen. We need to lift up our eyes. 
Amen. Just above all of our problems. Just up above all the circumstances. And one more time, say, that's Him. That's the high and the lofty one. That's the one that said all power in heaven and in earth. It's mine. Amen. Regardless of what hell is doing. Regardless of what everybody else is doing. I got my eyes on Jesus. I got my eyes on Him. He's going to see me through. Amen. Oh, would you raise your hands and worship Him? (laughs) You know, when you get involved with people, though, that all they ever talk about is something that's negative or something are always being defeated, never anything positive, it's not long before you're trailing right along behind them. They'll say, you know, I got this knot right here. And I, and you know, I think it's the worst is cancer, you know. And the first thing you know, they got a bump, and they got a knot, and they got a, they got an ache, and they got a pain, they got a problem. Then you find one out trying to do the other one. Brother, you ain't seen nothing till you've seen this. Or you ain't heard about nothing till you heard about this. Amen. And you know what's happening in the midst of that? They're going down. Amen. I said they're going down. Somebody say, how you doing? I'm in the middle of a storm, but I got my eyes on Jesus. I'm sick, but I got my eyes on my healer. I'm down or I got depressed, but I got my eyes on my deliverer. Amen. That's Him. That's where we need to get back to, church. Amen. And stop singing the sad songs and begin to focus in on Him, the high and the lofty one. Glory to God. That's what I'm talking about tonight. We need to go all the way back and take another look. Who is this I'm serving? Who is this that called me? Who is this that paid my price? Who is this Jesus? Amen. Now when Elisha's servant saw how that the enemy had them surrounded I can imagine this in my own mind. That maybe, you know, they're sleeping in a cabin somewhere out, outside of Dothan there, those small town, and the king had sent an army over there to get this one man Elijah because he was telling the battle plans. And they sent the army over there, and during the night they surrounded them, and maybe, the, just maybe, you know, that the servant was going out to get a bucket of water. I don't know. Maybe to start breakfast. Or to, you know, to wash his master's feet or whatever. And as he steps out on the porch, I can imagine I see this in my mind. You know, as he steps out on the porch, he said, whoops. And he looks around and there they are, brother. Armed soldiers. I mean, they got their armor on. They're sitting on them horses. And some of them's got a drawn sword. Some of them's got a spear. I mean, there's there's hundreds of them. And he looks around and he says, oh Brother, we are in trouble now. And maybe he goes to the corner of the cabin and he looks. He said, we can't go out the back door. And he looks around on this side over here and he said, oh my, there they are out there too. And he maybe goes back inside and looks out the back window and said, man, we are surrounded. And he asked his master, he said, you know, master, he said, what are we going to do? I mean, just tell me, master, that we're surrounded. What are we going to do? do and the bible said and the man of god said unto him fear not big deal how you going to do that you know you know i got a lot of trouble just don't worry about it you know that that's fine for you to say amen that's just fine you ain't got the trouble i got it amen 
You know, that's easy. You go over to somebody's house and, and they say, I got all these problems and you just say, oh man, don't worry about it. You know, that's easy to say. And that's what this man of God said to him. He said, fear not. Then he goes on to tell him why he should not fear. He said, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. You know, good. But then the man of God didn't just stop right there. Then the Bible said, then the man of God prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Church, the man, this servant had no vision. He could not see God. He could, all he could see was his enemy. And there's are a lot of people like that in the church tonight. All they're looking at is their enemy. All they're looking at is defeat. Amen. And every time something goes wrong at all, it's defeat. I mean anything. They'll just pat the devil on the back and say, you know, he's always around. He's always dragging me down. He's always beating me over the head. He's always dragging me under. He's taking everything. I mean, they're just exalting him to the highest. I mean, they're really bragging on this rascal. Why? It's because they have lost their vision of who they are serving. Amen. And there's a world sitting out there saying, my, my, you know, I, I got enough of problems without having all that. Amen. The Bible said his master, the man of God said to him, Fear not, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now church, that is that was fine for Elijah to say that. Now he could have broke out the parchments or reached down and got some Old Testament scripture and it could have preached him a message of faith or whatever. But you know, all this man could see was his enemy. That's all he could see. He could see nothing else but being defeated. But when the man of God prayed, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Now, up to this time, he's a defeated man. I said, up to this time, Elijah said, look, don't fear, don't be afraid. They that are with us are more than they that are, are against us. And he's looking out the windows and the doors, and that did not help him what the man of God had said. But when he prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes. Amen. And let me tell you something, things didn't get better until his eyes was open. And when his eyes got open and he began to look beyond the enemy and he began to look beyond the circumstances and he began to look up in the mountains and he saw chariots of fire. He saw the angelical host of heaven had them surrounded. They may have been 10,000 of the enemy, but there was 20,000 angels, angels of glory in the mountains. But it was no better until he prayed and said, God, open his eyes. He was defeated. I don't care what he I just said it didn't help him. It did not encourage him. Look, boy, if he is, everything's going to be all right. Those that are for us are more than those that are against us. Everything's going to be fine. Don't be afraid. He's looking around. That's all he can see. But listen, when God opened his eyes, that's what I'm talking about. We need to go back and say, God, open my eyes one more time. God, let me see again. I need to see you. I need to be acquainted with you. I need this knowledge of you. Oh, God help me. Amen. Raise up your hands and ask God to open our eyes.
Hallelujah. When his eyes was open, he saw that God was for them. He saw that God was with them. He saw the victory of the Lord. He saw the power of God's deliverance all around. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, when he saw that heaven was on his side, all fear was gone. I mean, he didn't have nothing to be afraid of. Amen. Amen. His eyes was open. Amen. His fear of being defeated was gone. His fear of being overcome was gone. Amen. Not because of what the man said, but because God had, Elijah had prayed and God had opened his eyes and he saw. Amen. Church, heaven is on your side tonight. Hell may be against you. I said hell may be against you. But he that is for you is far greater than he that is against you. Amen. I'm telling you like Elisha told him. But I'm a praying that God will open your eyes. That you might see. Amen. That heaven is for me. Heaven is on my side. And he that is for me is greater than he that is against me. All the powers of heaven. All the powers of heaven is on my side tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now here's what I want you to see. I want you to see that no matter how much preaching you hear, no matter what's been told to you, none of that's going to help you until or unless God opens your eyes. I mean, you can hear all the preaching you want to on faith. You can read every book you want to on faith. But none of that's going to help you. Your only hope is that the Lord God will open your spiritual eyes of understanding and that you'll see it. Amen. You know, Paul prayed for the Ephesian church. And he said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That he may fill you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Amen. And that's what we need tonight. Amen. We can hear all the preaching we want to hear. Amen. I mean, Gene Smith, Billy Mathis, Clyde Anderson... Brother Ron Mills, whoever else, Brother Daniel, whoever, Turner, or whatever, they can come. They can line them up from here to yonder. And they can come and preach some of the greatest messages that you've ever heard. Amen. The very reason, the very reason that the message is not having any effect on us is because we came in blind and we're leaving out the same way. Amen. We need to say, oh my God, take these scales from my eyes that I might see, Lord God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let me tell you, church, tonight, without a vision, the Bible said, the people perish. That's right. Amen. In the book of Luke, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovering of sight, that spiritual sight. The recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
Here's what I want you to see. The Lord is here to open your eyes of understanding that you might see Him who He is. You might see Him who He is. Over the years, man has preached and bragged about what they have saw God do or how God has used them until man has lost their vision of who he is and they focus in on the man behind the pulpit. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying is right. Amen. I don't know of any great evangelist anymore that's got any got a healing ministry, but years ago, should T.L. Lowry back whenever God was really using this man, and he'd come into town, and they just plastered his name all over town. Said, T.L. Lowry is going to be at such and such a place. Brother, let me tell you something. There wouldn't be enough room to get them in there. Why? Because their eyes was on T.L. Amen. That's what it is. Or if it was old Roberts, or if it was whoever, all they had to do was mention these men's name, and they would come from everywhere. They'd fly in from other countries, other states, and they'd fill up a coliseum or a big tent. What was it? It was the mentioning of the man's name and then as the years have gone by we have focused in on the man and now the man can't do it the man could never do it amen I said the man could never do it amen I said the man could never do it it's Christ it's Christ flowing through the man it's Christ in the man amen it's never the man but we've lost sight of Christ and we focus back on the man we need to get him back off of the man and come back and Say, Lord, open my eyes and let me see Jesus one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to just take another look. The Holy Ghost of God was sent to the church to open their eyes of understanding who the Lord God is. Church, let me say this to you. He remains the same Always. And the book of 1 Corinthians said, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Notice something about this verse of Scripture. The reason it made that statement was because they were carnal. They are blind and they had no vision. They are living far below their privileges. They cannot see. All they could do was just sit back and talk about how the Lord brought them out of Egypt. All they could do was just sit back and talk about how that He rolled back the Red Sea and they walked on dry ground. All they could talk about was how they were led by a pillar a fire by night and a cloud by day, and they drank water from an old flint rock. They could talk about the past. They could talk about how the Lord delivered Shadrach and Meshach from the furnace and how that God delivered Daniel from the lion's den. But they are defeated. The reason is because they don't have a vision. They're blind and they cannot see. Listen now, God the Holy Ghost is here. To open our eyes to see God in His glory. When it said eyes have not seen and neither ears heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of men. The things that God has prepared for Him. The very next verse says this. But God 
has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Amen. In other words, the Holy Ghost has come in and He has taken the scales from our eyes that we may see Him like man has never saw Him before. You get a man that saw Him. You get a woman that saw Him. And you get those folks that truly know Him. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a people with a victory in their soul. You got a people that can never be defeated. You got a people that's going to stand regardless of what comes or what goes. Amen. But where there is no vision, they'll fall. Let the storms come. Let the trials come and they'll fall. Let the trials of life come. They'll crumble and fall. They'll be defeated. They'll come and go defeated. Why? They have no vision of who He is. Amen. Healing, deliverance, salvation belongs to you. It is the children's bread. Miracles are for us today. Today, tonight, right now. Amen. Let's take another look. God's Word tells us in Romans 10. For the Scripture said, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed in that one. Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. That means, brother, you won't be embarrassed when you tell the world, I'm trusting in Him. You can tell your neighbor, you can tell your brothers and sisters, I'm a trusting in Him. You don't have to be ashamed. Amen. He won't fail you. He won't let you down. Amen. The Scripture has said, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. Listen, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. He's rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered from sin, from sickness, from death. Amen. I said amen. Shall be delivered from sin, from sickness, and from death. Amen. Shall be made whole. Shall be preserved. In other words, church, God is no respecter of person. I said God is no respecter of person. There's neither Jew nor Greek in the sight of God. Amen. There's neither male nor female in the sight of God. Amen. Listen, there's no big acts or little use in the sight of God Almighty. He is rich unto all that call upon His name. Amen. Now the Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and 20. said, Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all, that above all, above all, he can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. You notice that. The Bible said he can do far above all of that that we could ever ask or think. But then it said according to. There's according to there, the power that worketh in us. You know what that according to the power, what that simply means right there? According to the knowledge that we have of Him. You know, there's a lot of colleges across our land, and most of them have a big marquee right in the foyer when you go into that door of that college, in this inside there, and it says this, knowledge is power. And that is truth. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is the power of knowing God. 
seeking Him as seeing Him as He is, being fully persuaded that what He has promised that He is able to do. Amen. That's knowledge of Him. How can I have that knowledge of Him? I, it must be more than just words. It must have a vision of seeing Him who He is. And the Bible tells us in the book of Second Peter, tells us this, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus Christ through the knowledge of Him, He said. According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of a divine nature. Amen. In other words, by having our eyes of understanding open, that we may know Him. Amen. I said having our eyes of understanding open, that we may know Him. Amen. God has not withheld any good thing from us. Amen. What is bothering the church tonight is their eyes are blind. They're blind spiritually and cannot see Him. And they are accepting defeat rather than getting in an altar of prayer and say, Lord, open my eyes and let me see them that are for me. Amen. Amen. You need to take another look. Listen to God's Word. If God be for us, who can be against? Here's the fact. God is for us. That's fact. God is for us. He has made a way for us to come to Him. He has opened the door to all that He has for us. The way and the truth is Christ. He said, And whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Church, it's time for us to take another look. God's Word is truth. It tells us this. He, God, that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all. Church, it was God Almighty who paid the price of our salvation with His own Son. He gave Him that we might receive all that we have need of. Yes, He did. Did you hear me? It was God Almighty that paid the price of our salvation with His own Son. He gave Him that we might receive all, all that we have need of. Listen. What do you have need of tonight? Anything? Are we rich and increased with goods that have spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Freely give us all things. Now let me say this. That door has not been shut. That door of grace and mercy is still wide open for you and me. And wrapped up in grace and mercy... There is miracles, there's healings, there's deliverance, amen. And it belongs to whosoever will come and ask, amen. He said, if any man thirsts, let him come and drink, amen. Anybody believe that? 
the Spirit of the Lord has opened some people's eyes around here that they can see they see a need for a Savior. A few Sundays ago, this young lady back there, she's sitting in that pew, and God opened her eyes, and she saw a need for a Savior. God's not dead. The Spirit of the Lord is here to open our eyes that we might see Him as He is. Amen. Church, I'm telling you tonight, we need to go back and take another look at Him who we serve. Amen. It's through Him, the Holy Ghost of God. He will open our eyes and allow us to have a fresh look at the one that we're saving, serving. Amen. He is all in all. He that saved us saves to the uttermost. He that saves heals. He that heals delivers. Amen. He makes whole. He is the same always. He has come. He is here. Wonderful part about it is he's more than enough. He's more than enough. It's time the church takes another look. Now some of you may ask, well, how many times do I need to take a look? You know, I've been here, I've prayed, I'm leaving like a cane. Blind. Still see all my problems. Can't see Jesus. When Elijah was up on that mountain praying for rain, and he sent his servant over there, and he said, go tell me what you see. And he came back and said, I don't see nothing. I mean, there ain't nothing there. He said, he prayed, he said, go look again. And he went and looked again. He come back and said, I still don't see nothing. He had prayer. He sent him back again. He said, go to tell me what you see. He come back and he said, well, what would you see? And I didn't see nothing. The man of God, he fell on the ground. He prayed again. When he got up, he said, go tell me what you see. He went to that seawall, I imagine, and he strained and he looked. He didn't want to go back the fifth time and say, look, I, you, know, you know, this is a man of God praying. You know, I don't want to discourage him. But he went back and he said, I don't see nothing. So he prayed again. And he said, go and look again. And I imagine he may have stayed a little longer this time. He's never been at this. This is the sixth time he's been there. Look. Finally, Moses on back. He said, well, what did you see? He seen nothing. You know what the man of God did? He hit the dirt again. He prayed again. He said, go look again. Amen. If you come to church, you come to this altar on a Sunday morning, you get in there and you pray and seek God, and you don't get what you need. You don't get mad with the preacher, mad with the teacher, pout with God, say, well, he didn't bless me this morning. All of them, everybody else got it but me, and I didn't get nothing, so I'm staying home tonight. No, you come back and try and take another look on Sunday night. And if you come back Sunday night and you get up and everybody's shouting and running the aisles and you sit there and your harp's hung on a tree and all you can see is defeat, you don't go home and say, well, it's Wednesday. I don't think I'm going to go. I went Sunday morning, Sunday night. I didn't get a thing. I mean, I didn't get nothing out of singing. 
I didn't get nothing out of the preaching. I didn't get nothing out of the altar. I didn't get nothing. And I'll just stay home tonight. I might as well get nothing. Amen. I'm going to tell you, you are blind. And you need help. Maybe blindness is set in, in part in you that you just really need a double hard potion or something. I don't know. But what you don't do is you don't stay home. You come on back and get in that altar. And if you don't get it on Wednesday night, I'll tell you what, you go to praying. And brother, the time Sunday gets here and you say, God, I didn't get it last Sunday morning. I didn't get it last Sunday night. I didn't get it last Wednesday night, but I come back again this morning. And then when you get up and you say, I didn't get nothing. I might as well quit. I might as well stay home. I didn't get nothing. No. You come back that Sunday night. And if you come back that Sunday night and you don't get nothing, you know what you do? You come back that Wednesday night. And you get in that altar. And if you don't get nothing then, you know what you do? You come back next Sunday morning. And you get in that altar. And if you don't get nothing then, you just keep coming back. And I can guarantee this. You just keep coming. And you keep looking. And you keep praying. And you keep seeking God. After a while, there's going to be a breakthrough. I'm telling you, there is going to be a breakthrough. But you know the sad story about all of this is. I've watched people seeking God for the Holy Ghost. They get down there, oh God feel me. Oh God feel me. I mean brother, they're water. They're screaming and crying out. Oh God, and they get seem like just within a breath of it. And they get tired and they give up. And maybe get discouraged or disgusted. And then they come back a night or two and after two or three or four nights of that, they just said, it's just not for me. I just can't have it. Amen. You're blind. And you cannot see. You just keep on coming back. You keep on coming back. I tell folks there's honey in that rock. You just keep chiseling. And you keep on chiseling. I, I mean that man done been out there six times uh, looking over there. I No doubt in my mind. That man felt bad. Oh Lord, I hate to go back. This is Elijah. This is Elijah's, uh, you know, uh, a replacement here. You know, this is God's man. How can I tell that man I ain't seen nothing? You know, man... And you know the sad part about this is now listen. Over the years I've watched folks fake it. They faked it. They said, I've been and I've been and I've been. I don't want them to feel bad. They prayed for me, prayed for me, and I don't get them, so I watch it, brother. They'll get in the flesh, they'll go to kicking and screaming and running and jumping. And they don't think that we got enough of discernment to know that all that is is flesh. I've watched them get in the floor, scream and holler and roll. I have got down there and said, won't you shut up and get up? That's the flesh. Get up. Let's pray and let God do this. But I have watched folks. Some of you have. You've been in church. You know we've got any kind of, you know, been there long enough. You've watched this happen people, they just say, well, now that's the way, you know, uh, Gehazi could have did. Come back and say, yeah, man, I see it coming, boy. It's going to rain. We better get out of here. Then they'd have went on to town, and they'd have been sitting in there, and he said, well, where's that rain? Where's that storm, man? I thought you saw it coming. I did, man. Maybe it rained out before it got here or something. No. He just kept going. He kept looking. The man kept praying. 
after a while he came back and said, you know, it, it ain't much. It's about this big, a cloud. He said, that's all it is. Little as much when God's in it might have been, oh, just a streak of glory done running down your spine. Oh, that's it. That's that cloud about this big. You just keep coming back. After a while, God's going to chisel them old scales off your eyes. You're going to get up with a victory one more time. But just don't give up. Just keep coming back. Coming back. Coming back to take another look. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? The reason that folks just lay out of church is because they got it in their mind. What's the use of going? It's Wednesday night. I'm tired. You know, I don't get nothing out of Wednesday night service. But I'm going to tell you something. God's here to meet your need. Everyone, amen. Come on to the beard, sister. God is here. You just keep coming. Keep on coming. That man, after a while, that, I'm going to tell you something. Here's what I believe. You can believe what you want to. It don't cost you anything. I believe that cloud was there all the time. That man just couldn't see. But through being obedient, keep going, keep looking. He said, oh yeah, I see a little bit of there it is. But it wasn't long. That sky was dark. Not a drop of rain in three and a half years. Why? Because a man wouldn't give up praying. Another man kept a looking until he could see what God had released that day. You just keep coming. God will open your eyes. You don't quit. You don't give up. And when you see the blessings coming, I'm telling you, God will supply all you need. I just say to us here tonight, you know, I preach to me tonight too. Amen. We just got to keep taking another look. Amen. You know, I, whenever the city made us pull them trailers out of there, that was a dark time for me. I was so disappointed. But you know what? If you look around the corner, there's one sitting out there. They're bigger than the one they moved. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. Somebody had a vision. Somebody kept looking. Somebody kept praying. Because this master's got a home again. Amen. Thank God. I'll tell you, God will supply all your needs. You just can't give up, folks. So tonight I invite you, just come. Let's take another look at Jesus.